0: Welcome to Keeping It Real, where we talk business, money, and mindset. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Keeping It Real podcast. This is one of the first video podcasts, and I got two special guests with me. And uh, yeah, you know, invested in a nice camera and a little mini setup right now. So I'm excited to get more video podcasts going. But to kick off the video podcast, I got my friends uh, Sam and Sonny here today. Uh, we've been in Miami for a week together. been having fun. I've known Sunny for like two years. met Sav this week,'s been an awesome time. Basically, I wanted to get them on, talk to you guys more about their entrepreneurship journey, what they're working on. And you know overall just talk about life, business, mindset, anything related to entrepreneurship and uh, you know I guess life in general. But um, to start, what I would like I guess for you guys to do is go ahead and introduce yourselves. Just talk a little bit more about what you guys do and we'll go from there. You can start, Sam. For sure. So,
1: uh, I'm Sam. I started e-commerce, um, I would say about three years ago. I assume that's what most of your audience is doing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a, I had an interesting start in college. I started a gym, um, you know, got a little bit of the entrepreneurship taste. Um, it wasn't really for me. I didn't love the, the brick and mortar concept, but it was fun. I was in college. Um, you know, I sold out of that, moved back home, did what I thought I was supposed to do. This is like the typical entrepreneurs, um, you know, come up story, whatever you want to call it. But I had a corporate job. I was using my finance degree. Um, you know, the parents were happy. It was a good job. Everything was cool, but it was just nothing like I envisioned, you know, how, how I wanted to live my life whatsoever. Um, so I'll just kind of stay high level, but I, I started to dabble in Amazon. Um, I started doing some online personal training. I was marketing myself a little bit. I was learning, you know, click funnels and Shopify and all that good stuff. Um, and then I eventually kind of got out. I was working for a, uh, organic alcohol company. So that was when I left corporate kind of finesse my way where I didn't really have to do much. I was just, I, I kind of set up systems, um, and I was just texting reps or you know distributors. They were getting all my positioning for me. I was staying home and I was working on uh, my dropshipping businesses. So at that point, I think I had like three stores all doing pretty well. I was definitely out earning my my uh, you know nine to five job, I guess you could call it. And you know that lasted like three four months until I got fired. And then it was and then it was just the rest was history. So we'll get more into it about what we're working on now. But yeah, I mean I just I got really into dropshipping e-commerce. Um, you know, a couple other things here and there, but that's that's just kind of kind of high level how I got into this whole thing.
0: That's awesome. That's awesome. And you said um, when was this when you're still working a job in the alcohol company? Three years ago. Oh man, this
1: was uh, yeah, it was it was about three years ago now. Yeah, a little over, a little over three years ago.
0: So you've been in this for just three years in the industry of e-commerce, just?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you want to count, like when I was doing my, my, I was selling like posture braces when that was big. I had an FBA store. I wasn't making any sort of money, um, but I actually, I had all my inventory with with Amazon and then I started a Shopify store and I linked the inventory. So I was, I don't know, that was like my first, so that was like four years ago, but I wasn't making any sort of money. I was buying everyone's courses, and you know, and they'd pop up on my uh, on my Instagram feed and whatnot. I was just trying to learn, um, but actually, actually doing it and making real money, I'd say three years. Wow!
0: And what introduced you to e-commerce? Um,
1: I gotta say, it was just it was the algorithm on uh, on Facebook ads and whatnot is clearly very strong. They could, I mean, I just was not happy with what I was doing, and I know I was engaging with all those ads that are like, "Hey, do you want to be a
0: Right, like, you, right, want right, remote, you, you want to work remote. You want to do this. You <laughs> want to do
1: that. And I was, dude, I was just one of those guys, like one of the millions of people that get brought in by that. Um, and it just worked out. I mean, we'll get more into it, but I, I, it's, it was one of those things. It was you just have to be super, super resilient. Right. I mean. You know you know you, you started off drop shipping right yeah i did yeah and it's you know you think you're going to make all this money you think if you purchase a course that automatically means you're going to become you know a millionaire and that just wasn't the case so um you know that's that's what got me into it really is just those ads i was buying courses i was trying wow. things out i was you know as i was having issues i wasn't making any money but i was learning
0: that's awesome very very uh interesting you know i think a typical Entrepreneur's journey into e-commerce or dropshipping. So it's nice to see, I guess, someone come out it on top versus a lot of people. I guess you know fail just trying. It's just resilience, man. It's just resilience. At the end of the day, one hundred percent. Sunny, we started around the same time, no? I you you a little after me because I think you started end of twenty eighteen or early Jan. Yeah. One of those ones. One of those two. Um,
2: My name is Sunny, (laughs) I'm from Toronto how did I get into the e-commerce journey? Um, honestly, I was still in uni. I didn't want to drop out of uni. Um, my dad wanted me to complete my university degree, which I did. And I don't know. I, I used to own Instagram pages. I used to like sell shout outs. I used to make my money off of that, like a couple hundred bucks or a couple thousand bucks were like good enough for me. Like I just needed money to go out. Mm. Uh, until this one guy, um, I won't say the name, but I think you know who I'm talking about, um, kept buying shout outs, And I kept going from, like, charging him $1,000 to $2,000 to 3000 and kept buying them. Like, why the fuck does this guy constantly keep coming back? And then I just asked him, like, yeah, what do you do, blah, blah, blah. Kept buying it. And I kept increasing the price and kept buying it. So, obviously, there's, like, he was cashing out. He was he was cashing, cashing out. Uh, <laughs> He was Get doing right something. Exactly. Yeah. He was doing something. And um, that's how he taught me everything. And then I met Jimmy, who introduced me and you. Mm-hmm. And then uh, ever since then, I've just been in e commerce. I've been doing other things like exports. Um, anyone that wants to do exports, I put them on to it. Um, and then vice versa for e commerce as well. Wow. So that's how I got into it. It was pretty straightforward.
0: Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I I know you for doing a lot of different things and actually succeeding in it. What made you want to stick to e-commerce and kind of go in, I guess, you know, more long-term or really dedicate your time and energy into it?
2: I just liked it. I had fun. Yeah. Like, yeah, like doing e-commerce, I actually liked uh, not so much like those quick cash grab stores. I hated the fact that, like, my st- my first store was a cash grab store. It was an AirPod store. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Really? i did i did really good on that not okay, even gonna lie did pods. everyone yeah. did pods um i think at one point i had like four pod stores ripping really yeah like four of them just going crazy sonny
1: claims to be the og
2: pod me story. and jimmy yeah yep. i think i think jimmy discovered the product like not even gonna lie, <laughs> like we were scared i think you did it around that time too yeah. you got scared um, yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. It's, yeah. It's not my story. <laughs> so it's so funny. We'll like meet people and and like that do e commerce. We'll start talking and then like pods come up and they'll like say their store name. And everyone's like, "Fuck! I knew, yeah. I knew, I knew <laughs> this guy took this guy took my shit." I knew your store. <laughs> knew your I've
2: had a couple of people take uh my stuff as well. Yeah, I remember. I mean, um even I did the same thing and then I met the guy like maybe a year later and he was like oh that was you I was like yeah
0: (laughs) that's very interesting it's funny to look back at but But man that's awesome I guess what's next is and what I what I liked about bringing you guys on and I've never had partners on this podcast and it'll be interesting to hear a whole different perspective because even for me a lot of times I am a solopreneur you know I have teams and people I guess that work with me or like partner on certain things but I haven't worked with like a partner directly and I mean first I would love to hear how you guys met and how you guys decided to become partners but also just talking about the benefits of having partners you know uh, what you, why you guys actually like working together versus just doing things alone and um, just a whole other side of doing business which is you know doing it with somebody else rather than yourself
2: yeah
1: mm-hmm. just, Yeah. yeah I mean yeah. I was on, I was going solo for a while and it was just, mm-hmm. uh, true. Um, I was going solo for a while and it just, it was, it was fun. I mean, it was, it was exciting. Just it was my first time getting into the whole entrepreneur thing, but like it, I think that I work, I, it all has to go back to your personality in my opinion, but mm-hmm. I work better when I have a partner and there's some accountability there. Interesting. Um, I think that that's huge. And I also think that when you combine strengths, I mean, you know, obviously someone's going to lean one way, you know, they're better at this, this and that, you're better at this. And I think that it, it kind of takes the, the tediousness out of it for me, because luckily with Sonny, a lot of the things that he liked to do and that he excelled at, what wasn't really my, you know, my, my strong suit.
2: So- hang up until 4 a.m. You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for
1: sure. Um, and yeah, I mean, to be honest, my success really, really started happening when I started partnering. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was making decent money. I, you know, I had stores running. It, I never really hit that like that next level um, until I actually partnered with someone on a store that was like my first, you know, I was making more going 50-50 than I was when I was, when I was solo, you know, making a, you know, a few hundred dollars a day or whatever. Wow. How about
2: you, the same way? Nah, I didn't really ever partner up with anyone. So Them. Mm-hmm. That was it. <laughs> I swear to God. I really? Okay. Yeah. I never partnered up with anyone until I met Sam, like all my stories. Uh-huh. Well, Jimmy, I did because he taught me everything pretty much from Facebook ads to a couple of other things. But besides that, like, yeah, having a partner, I think, like really solves problems. Like, he goes to sleep early, gets up early. I go to sleep late, and get up late. Right. So when I'm up, like, he's already done the stuff that. I've already like completed, so it works out. Yeah, we joke. We're It's like, actually more efficient. We're like
1: a 24-7 operation. Yeah. Like, I'll wake up sometimes, my alarm will go off and Sonny's still sending me updates. <laughs> At like 6.30 i I'm like, probably
2: go to bed. Like, to do that or I'll like rant about something like I'll send a massive ass fair. Yeah. I'll do something, I don't know, but <laughs> it works out. Yeah.
0: I mean, I've heard a lot of horror stories about, you know, partners like some people screwing them over or, you know, something not working out, oh, I did more, blah, blah, blah. And what makes you, other than just, you know, you guys complementing each other's strengths and weaknesses, what do you think are some other reasons that makes you guys work together? And I guess work together to achieve something bigger versus, you know, actually like destroying each other, like it being destructive. Because I I think you guys have heard as well. And I don't know if you've experienced in the past, but Usually, when it's some you know when money's involved and you're partnering, sometimes sometimes with the wrong people, it can go wrong. You know, yeah. um, I mm-hmm. guess outside of the the complementary of we can say stress, I would love to hear more about your guys's I guess success and just partnership. I mean, at the end of the
1: day, for me, like it's just more fun. Like if you find someone that you mesh with and you work well with, I in my opinion, it's just more fun working with a partner. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. It's just I enjoy it more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know.
2: If you have a picky partner, then fuck that. Nah. Yeah. 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 If, if you have a partner that's picky on everything, because you're not picky. Neither am I. And I don't think you are either. But oh, We
1: barely butt head. Like, he'll yeah. call me and be like, yo, I'm going to do this, 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 and that. And I already did this. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I just, yeah. I trust what he's doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's huge. Another thing I want to touch on from, from your point is... We weren't, like, we weren't boys before we started working together. Right. It's not like we knew each other for 10 years, we were good friends, and then all of a sudden we're like, hey, let's start a business together. Like, I literally, so funny pods, I, <laughs> I heard that I was selling the i12s or whatever, I was getting them for like, you know, I can't even remember anymore. 10, 11. 11 bucks, something like that. They were the, the good i12s, whatever, like who knows. Um, and someone was like, yo, you need to contact Sunny because he's got the plug he, he, I, I don't know he's got this cheap pricing whatever and i and i got in contact with him and i was like hey i'm doing good volume like you can mark it up you can do this you can do that like let's you know can, can i get your supplier and he's just like no
2: <laughs> like, would you not, would you not? <laughs> i was like <laughs> dude, he would
1: not give me his supplier we'll but uh dude, but um that's like how we got in contact. So it was it was because of business that right. that brought us together. And we would hop on calls and kind of like trade secrets about Facebook ads and like what we're doing, you know, what we're working on. And then naturally we just started a store together and, and it went from there. And then we became friends after. So mm-hmm. really, I think that's a totally different dynamic and there's a different level of respect.
0: I agree, 100%, 100%. Do you agree? I do agree, yeah. Have you guys worked with friends and it not work out or, you know? Something like that I it could work out like
2: that it could but it didn't i'll never find
1: out <laughs> <laughs> no in the past um yeah i mean the gym thing that i started was with with two friends it went well i mean it was fine we didn't really butt heads i don't know man i think it's it's a lot of it, it's hard to say situational it's it's there's so many different factors that, that play into that but i can think of friends off the top of my head right now really good friends that i would never never do business with you know what right, i mean right right so it's just i i think you just gotta you just gotta know you get, i mean if it doesn't work you get out quick like that's right. another thing is people push it too long you know they're like oh maybe we'll get better it'll get better now if it's not working and you're not having fun and, and things aren't getting done then you're better off just kind of separating and going going you know together as friends but right I like the
0: point you made on the trust, and you know, not blooding hands. And I think that's a huge thing is that you guys trust in each other. To I do think trust is everything. I agree. Even, yeah. Sonny's held so much of my money at home. Oh,
2: So much. Like, Even with our warehouse stuff, like we probably owe them at least a, half a million a mil. Uh-huh. Uh, they don't ask like it's just <laughs> now they see the podcast they start asking <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's relationships in China, that's all bro. trust China like, I, is like all trust it took me two, of our like factors yeah, and
1: stuff. two years
2: so, yeah. it took me two years to make that trust and like i don't think like even when i've taken a loss on things i still made sure that like the person that provided their service which was our team um got paid but me and sam still haven't got paid Right. So it's like that trust, it took time. And now we're at the point where like it's so like strong, like it asks for anything and it'll happen. Wow. That's how it is with exports as well. Like trust. Right. It has to be, everything's trust. If you don't trust a person, you don't work with a person. That's
0: true. Yeah. That's very
2: interesting and true. Uh,
0: let's transition from you guys, you know, working together in e-commerce, building some successful brands, succeeding in that industry and transitioning into what You guys do now with it, which is fulfill, and um, you know, I'm gonna get you to explain
2: fulfilling,
0: fulfilling my best. Yeah, that's important, that's important. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Keep on thinking I fulfill, that's why. Yeah, but, um, the, the fulfilling company, I would love for you to talk more about, you know, I guess your transition from e commerce to what you guys are doing now, sure. and just uh, first explaining what the business is and what made you guys want to transition into this,
1: yeah. So fulfilling at fulfilling on Instagram. I mean it's it's kind of our, our baby right now. Um yeah. you know the re I don't want to speak for sunny, but at least you know personally the reason that this was so attractive to me was because I I did e commerce, I did you know I was drop shipping, I was dealing with all the, the issues um that come with it, merchant processors, Facebook ad accounts going down. Um, you know, products just dying. Like you think you have this awesome brand, you know, you're making a ton of money and then before you know it, you know, everything, it just stops working. It just, it was just, and that's, that's fine. That's the business model. Like I said earlier, it's, you know, you gotta be super resilient to, to be in this space. But I think that personally, I was always kind of longing for something more long term, something that felt more stable. Um, and, and at the same time, I wanted to help fix those issues for people because I always say that f- the dropshipping fulfillment model. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, the reason it's gotten a bad name is because it's a newer concept, and it was really easy to take advantage of that system. I mean, you're right. you know you're selling cheap products from China. You're never doing any sort of quality control. You probably never even see the product, and all of a sudden you're doing thousands of sales a day. Right. And you know it's taking two months, three months sometimes for the end customer to get the product. Um, you know, it's it wasn't really. A, I didn't see it as something sustainable. And people always ask, like, is dropshipping you know dead? Is dropshipping dying? Whatever. I, in my opinion, the old way to dropship, of course. Like, right. there's absolutely no way that that's going to continue. If that's your business model right now, awesome. Keep running it up, keep making money. But um, you got to start looking for better solutions. You know, for customer service and whatnot. Right. Keeping the people happy, building these longer-term brands. Um, And that's what fulfilling is. So what we were able to do is leverage the, you know, the volume that we were doing personally uh, through our own brands. Uh, You know, we got our own warehouse, we hired our own in-house teams, our own sourcing agents. Uh, I say sourcing agents, they're people that actually go to the factories and negotiate on our our behalf. Uh, You know, we don't use any middleman, anything like that. And And what we were able to- build relationships.
2: And build the relationships. And build the
1: relationships, which is, everything you know we we joke there's like there's a different pricing model like people don't know this but like if you just go through aliexpress you get connected to a sourcing agent or something you're getting a totally different price it doesn't matter how much volume you're doing if you don't have that that relationship and that trust that we were talking about earlier you're not getting access to they're marking you up pretty pretty nicely because they don't
2: know how long you're going to be around just because you're going to say hey i'm the next biggest store or hey i'm going to be around for Two years three years and they don't know that so they, they calculate
1: that risk in the yeah. price. they know it's just it's not long term they're exactly. going to cash out really right. quick into dropshipping going can last two three months
2: because imagine how many other people are going to that same supplier and being like yo i got this product i'm doing hundreds of orders a day give me the best rate right they yes. say they're giving you the best rate but it's like <laughs> that, that's impossible not stupid. They know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so
1: so anyway what we were able to do is um it, we almost fell into this, right? Like we, we did it for personal reasons We're like, let's get a warehouse, let's build our own, our own operation over there so that we can go directly to these factories and negotiate, you know, bulk pricing, bring them into our warehouse and fulfill in house. Right. Um, and it was, and it was a proof of concept up until like the beginning of, of 2020, I'd say. Yeah. We had a couple people we were fulfilling for, um, it wasn't called fulfilling or anything like that. We were just hooking people up and making right. a tiny margin. And it, it honestly just, it snowballed. Like, you know, people people in this space talk, um, you know, word, word spreads fast. And before we knew it, we had like 10 clients, I guess you would call them, that we were fulfilling for. Wow. And we're like, all right, we've got something real here. You know, we're able to get, we're able to beat AliExpress prices. We're able to beat sourcing agent prices and we're able to ship express you know in eight to 12 days typically right depending on where we're shipping to the us right now it's like eight to 12 days um express and the reason that we can do that is we go directly to the factory we we negotiate a bulk order we're not getting drop shipping prices anything like that we assume that risk we take that risk on we bulk it into our our warehouse and then we fulfill from there right so we're with the relationship going there in person you know doing the bulk pricing we're able to get such a, a low price per unit we can still add our margin on as a, as a company and still beat those aliexpress prices and sourcing agent prices and get you express shipping right so that was a long-winded would you know answer to what fulfilling is and how it how it came to be but we're excited and i mean we haven't really brought you know we haven't opened up to the public we're just right. working with kind of like a you know a small group of people right now but I'll let Sonny get into the, the the software and whatnot, like what we're doing next.
2: Oh, yeah. And then after, like, what, five five months into it, I think, um, we started seeing, like, holy shit, like, this shit works. Like, we're doing something good. And then, like, every day I would just think about, like, all these other things that don't need to be priced. For example, like, adding tracking onto your store. Companies would charge you hundreds a month just to have that feature available. Right. For And then same thing with, like, calculating your daily profits on your store Mm -hmm. companies would charge you hundreds of dollars just to do that but the thing is it's never accurate because the product cost is always it varies right Right. so you could put it in like a rough estimate hey it's 13 dollars per unit or 14 but they'll never know because shipping to different countries is a little different shipping to the uk is cheaper shit like that so
1: all those different variants yeah so a lot of manual hours to sit there and and Initially, do that. Yeah. yeah.
2: So we considered all that into our software. So we were building it out. We were talking to our team. Initially we had nothing. We just had like a basic software that was like, hey, and it just has to pick up orders, send it to the warehouse, they have to fulfill it and I'll it'll do everything. Mm-hmm. But then we looked at it, we we're like, Oh, all these softwares out there they do exactly that. That's basic. That's like ten thousand, twenty thousand. You can make like a decent system. But then again, like He didn't say no. (laughs) I just told him like, yo, I want to do this, this, this and that. he's like, yo, go for it. And I ended up going from something that would cost us 20,000, but almost nearly 100,000 now. And we're still not done. It's about to be six, seven months. But the value that's in the software is ridiculous. It's crazy. Like we have like, hey, you want shipping, right? Typically a VA from a VA's perspective if someone if a customer asks asked a question they have to go on shopify and have to get their order number and it'll redirect them to 17track.net mm-hmm. which looks sketchy which looks sketchy <laughs> and then same thing with the customers when they want to check their orders right. order numbers or their tracking number it'll redirect them to 17track.net so shout out to our coders because i don't know how they did it but they did it yeah. to the point where now everything is available on our software. And it's so quick. It's like we store that data. You don't have to, you don't even need internet. So that's like the best part. Like once it's stored, VAs that are in the Philippines, they have internet problems all the time. They don't need internet to use the software. Everything's there. So getting information on their tracking is there. If from a store perspective, it's like if I was an owner, I would want to know how fast my orders are being delivered. Those stats are there um i wouldn't want to know how much profit i'm making every single day because if you're doing volume product cost is all over the place that's the one thing you that it varies right yeah it varies so we have we created a whole separate dashboard just for that just so they could calculate their profits mm-hmm. just so they could do all that good stuff and then they could add their vas analytics they could cancel orders we insure all our products so we handle any orders that are damaged many aren't arrived or whatever, we'll reship it out for free. So right. that's like just something that we have and that's available on the software.
0: Um, we just awesome. put a lot of money
2: and effort into it where it just works really nicely now. Like right. no one has it, like we've, we've tested a lot. We've seen a lot of different softwares. Um, they just don't have what we have.
0: Right, I and think what I liked is that you guys, you know, starting a business, seeing like a problem in the market and creating a solution but not only that like really so like you're talking about solving all these problems that you guys went through you know as e-commerce people it's like like you're saying the the variance in product price yeah the, the the i guess the unorganized just like tracking and all of that for the customer and the and, and the actual so, you know person selling user, it. yeah and i think um that's really awesome and that's why I feel like you were talking about the transition i guess that's the next topic is the transition from just you know b to c selling things to consumers having e-commerce brands to now more b to b having a service-based business where you know you guys i guess you have to talk to people it's like clients such what what has been the transition like not only in like the workflow of course but maybe the different skills you have to acquire you know the different different things that is needed in this business. And also I guess the long-term vision or the focus. We'd love to hear the transition. And like I guess even the mindset sort of thinking behind this now.
1: For sure. I mean it was it, it was weird at first just because when you're when you're drop shipping, or, you know, you're doing you're you're working on Shopify, you've got a store or whatever, it's like you're very in the weeds. I mean, and that at least I was. I don't know, maybe people built out systems where they're not as in the weeds, but I was very, you know, I was in we're in Facebook ads every day, you know, we're we're split testing, we're making you creative, we're doing this, we're doing that you know, on multiple different stores and it's, it's like an, emo- it's an emotional roller coaster. I mean, my, I always joke, but like my mood would be determined by how well my, my stores were doing. Right. <laughs> like I was way too happy if I was, if everything was going great. And then when all of a sudden Facebook, you know, shuts down my entire BM, um, you know, you're, a, you're, you're not making money anymore. So it was just this weird, like up and down. Um, I kind of think I got addicted to it a little bit. Like, it's kind of like, it's fun. Um, yeah, but, but anyway, like transitioning into what we're doing now, as cliche as it sounds, like it it really, really is gonna change the game for dropshipping. Um, in my opinion, I don't think anyone is, it has any reason to use AliExpress anymore or a sourcing agent. That's a bold statement, but like right. I, I really, everything's automated. You're not sending CSV files anymore. Like it, you're getting cheaper pricing, you're getting faster shipping, you're getting quality control. You know, you're working with US-based um, you know, account managers, it's, I really think that we're going to change the game for dropshipping. And then that's, that's really been our vision and our goal this whole time. So it's, it's a little bit different. Now we're managing teams, and we're hiring people. Uh, We're on calls all day with coders. And, you know, we're still a little bit in the weeds right now. We're still managing a lot of our accounts and our clients just because we want to see like what the main issues are so that we can train um, our account managers when they when they start coming in. But it is a totally different mindset. It's a totally different day to day. But I mean, it, our goal now is more long-term as opposed to just, you know, what's the next winning product? You know, how, how much can I make in, in a short period of time before everything gets shut down? Now it's more, you know, how can I build this business for the next five years, 10 years, 15 years as e-commerce starts getting more and more popular, more people are selling online. How can we, you know, meet their needs and adapt to the market and, and you know be the best uh fulfillment solution and fulfillment software out there
0: right i think there's, there's a huge longevity part to this and we've talked about it as well it's, it's very beneficial for the consumer and the and the owner of the store you know even someone as me who runs emails having good shipping could really really help the business. Like nice, I think people don't understand. You this, see it firsthand all the right. customer
1: complaints and you know you're yeah. putting sequences in to make sure that you lower your chargebacks and stuff. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's it's one a of the, that is
0: probably the biggest problem in this. I and then mean, you're saying like that's why it's dead is because more people are transitioning into better shipping. Or if we look at Amazon, they made this unrealistic expectation for everybody that you're supposed to get things yep. right away. So now like you know you can't compete if you have horrible yeah. shipping. Exactly. So you know, you guys coming up with the solution, you can really help someone who just wants to start a dropshipping store and even transition into a long-term brand and that can be something because now you have a really good system in the back end for the fulfillment, for a customer service, you know, really making sure everything gets done and you're less likely to have those like, you know, as you were saying, the cash grab stores where it's like, okay, yeah. we're gonna run it up, done. Uh, now it's more like, okay, you know, we have something we can trust. We know the items are getting delivered and we know it's getting delivered on time. We know we're not dealing with some you know chinese people we can't even like we don't even know what's going on we kind of just, communication barrier, yeah. language barrier all yeah. of that all of that is there and i think that's that that's the best part um uh, i would love to i guess talk about you did talk about the software right yeah or what you guys are doing more in the future but and you talked about like the long term goal of it but just talking more about future of uh, fulfilling and what you guys are kind of i guess what you guys are going to do moving forward outside of those things or just different different things you guys are seeing every day and doing every day to improve the service
1: for sure um i mean like i said it's it's the fulfillment you know the drop shipping is a fulfillment model it's not a business model and and fulfilling is a solution so that we i i really think that there's nothing wrong with it like if you don't have the capital put into you know into inventory right away or you have this idea and you you know you think it's going to work you think it's going to sell but you don't want to put fifty thousand dollars in the inventory um even if you have the fifty thousand dollars it's still risk i mean and it's still a whole process to get that bulked in and whatnot so we're going to be able to people are going to be able to continue to use the drop shipping fulfillment model and scale their businesses and um and not get you know caught up with all the issues that that come along with the long shipping times and, and stuff like that but I mean, yeah, the future of the future of fulfilling is is really just continuing to adapt to to the to the market and e-commerce as a whole, just because it's getting I mean it's blowing up. Everyone everyone knows retail is, you know, it's still doing well, whatever, but especially with this whole COVID thing and all that, it it really is clear like how the market is going and how consumers are, you know, deciding how they wanna buy. You mentioned Amazon, people are, you know, getting their products, sometimes in the same day. I've ordered something on Amazon. I'll get it later in that day. It's ridiculous. So there's just this expectation now. No one wants to sit in lines. Everything's moving online. um, And we want to continue to just be the best fulfillment solution for people that are, you know, that are still want to utilize that dropshipping fulfillment model. I keep saying dropshipping. I mean, we have a bunch of clients right now. Not a bunch. We have a few clients that do bulk orders. I mean, we do, I didn't even mention it because it's not something that we're, really pushing to the public right away. But we do have a U.S. Uh, fulfillment center. So for people that are doing, you know, large numbers and want to have inventory in the U.S. and ship in one to five days or whatever, you mm-hmm. know, there, we do have that solution. And that's kind of that just goes to what you're saying, like, how can we continue to evolve? We saw that right away. We had a huge opportunity with a client. Do you guys have a U.S. warehouse? You know, can does your ERP system automatically you know understand the volume I do? So that it can they can continue to keep stock in the U.S. blah blah blah, and we built that solution out for this for this client. So we're adapting to the to the changes. We're always trying to get better. I mean, quality control is huge. That's another thing that we're implementing that I guarantee no one else is. Um, right. You know these these products. They when they get into the warehouse, some are damaged, but a lot of people don't even look at that. That's a whole thing that you know we can we're going to help out with. Um, there's all kinds of things, man. We've got right, a list. Yeah, we have a list of things that we want to implement, lot,
2: yeah. and yeah.
1: Um, it's really just a matter now of 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 getting out there, getting something tangible to the market, which is this software. People can just press a button, put it on their stores, start to get pricing, and in seconds, you know, fulfill with fulfilling. Um, but there's there's so many things that we want to do, um, you know, to continue to evolve and be the best, the best yeah. solution for these guys.
2: We have everything. Like we have like the handles that we want. Um, the names that we want and like we just did not start on those projects yet until fulfilling is done right like we have our own little one little brand that you know about um we've been working on that for like well over a year now it's been a year um so we kind of get the challenges that we have to deal with with com but the software is just going to solve them right that's why i'm trying to go more into the software game just because we see so many problems like chargebacks
0: like, I guess help. Yeah. yeah. AI, so. like all
2: this stuff is expensive. I've even offered a, uh, our coder, a Tesla. I was like, yo, I'll buy you a Tesla. Just do everything for me. <laughs> Remember that? I was like looking online. I was like, okay, I gotta find this guy, a Tesla. Like, I actually like want to do this like long term, like wow. fully into it. Just, I have, someone told me don't like, don't do everything at once. So that's why we're like, he's doing his thing. I'm doing my thing. But we're like, Equally focused on fulfilling, like day and night, That's until it's cool. done and it's like ready to go. It's like packaged up properly. Like another thing that you didn't mention that we're adding is uh, custom packaging. Mm-hmm. So um, huge. Yeah, no yeah, it's, it's huge. Ever. Every single like we're gonna have like a section instead of you emailing me your logo and doing it the old fashioned way. It's just gonna be on the software. Slap your logo. You design your box. If it's a box, it's a box. If it's a package, it's a package. And yeah it's crazy it's just yeah. gonna solve everything like we're adding this stuff as we go and it'll it's done it's gonna launch monday but we we'll are probably like wait until chinese new year is over and then start bringing out more people but quality over quantity for sure
1: 100 i'm going off of that the reason we offer that is it's it's not that hard to do from a you know we, we yeah. can handle that and it is going to make the end customer's experience just, I mean, getting a package and it just has Chinese writing all over it. It took two months to get there, three, they're going to charge that. Like
0: no doubt they're
1: pissed. It's not a, it's not an enjoyable experience for the customer. Now, now it gets there in, you know, eight days or whatever, you know, 10 days. Um, you've got a nice email sequence, you know, (laughs) Um, keeping them updated and whatnot. And then it comes nicely packaged. Um, you know, the brand's logos on it. They don't feel like they got drop shipped. We literally call it like, where you got dropshipped. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I get shipped sometimes. I'll be right. online, like, it takes like two months to get to me, I'm like, fuck, <laughs> <It's a drop-shipping. laughs> like, they got my ass you know? <laughs> But uh, But yeah, like, it's just, we're just really trying to change the game. Like, I, I keep mm-hmm. saying that, but there's so many things we want to do, and that's just one of those little things that's gonna totally, Change, you know, the way that dropshippers operate and wow. and, and, yeah, and grow their businesses. I think yeah. what
0: I what I like is that you guys not only just transition from always okay, make money, make money, you know, get this money, but now like doing something that helps the market and really working towards something that like I guess you guys have fun because you guys know how to make money. You guys can just run our brands all the time and such, you know. But now right. with the software, even at times when you're not making as much money with it or like the outcome's not there, Mm -hmm. you guys are sticking to it, always saying, okay, I can make this better. You know, we can solve this problem we go from there. I think that's the most beautiful thing is that the willingness to get better for the sake of the consumer of the client that you guys serve versus, okay, we're gonna make a lot of money. I mean, I think, you know, I mean, that is gonna be the byproduct regardless but I like to focus where it's at, just being, you know, solving problems rather right? than just, okay, we have the software, we make money off our clients. And I think um, that's why you guys are gonna win in the long term. This is gonna be something that really domin- dominates the e-commerce industry, you know? And um, it's exciting to see for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's
1: definitely, a, it, it was tough at first, like the shiny object. I mean, going for two years, three years, drop shipping and running stores up and always checking my shop lab and seeing how many sales I'm getting, like. It was tough to transition into something more long-term. It's not as, you, know, you don't get right. that gratification right away. I don't even
2: have that. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God. Yeah. If my first story's doing shit, it's doing shit. <laughs> like, that's how it was last year. If it was doing bad, it was doing bad until he messaged me or until I, yeah, like, that was, late at night, I chucked, like, the out of or something. Like, right. Wow. Yeah. I don't yeah. even have access to it. It fucks me up. <laughs> mentally? Yeah, like, mentally. That's I, why I didn't go to stocks. Oh wow, that, nice. makes, sense. And that stocks, makes sense. Remember, as soon as COVID hit. made day. one of
1: the biggest plays on. What did you
2: Neo. buy? Neo. I just fucking dumped 100k plus into Neo. He's never bought a stock. <laughs> I know. Off, off, of, off of a TikTok. I swear <laughs> to <me>. God. <laughs> <laughs> I Wait, did, you me one day, I did it off of TikTok. Like, you want to do this together? And I like Googled Neo a little
1: bit. And
2: I'm
1: like, no. Bro, <laughs> bro yeah.
2: no. What are you doing? Like, it worked out, okay. bro. I did it and then. <laughs> um every morning i would check but it was at like 20 something and i like doubled like my money and then it could have it's at 40 50 now almost so like i think so you could have it's, yeah it's retarded and i and it wasn't even like 10k i literally dumped like 150k into it wow. and just sat there i dumped like more money to Tesla. that just went crazy in the stocks for some reason and then i was like yo friday i'm pulling out fuck this and just pulled out right I went clubbing after. <laughs> um, no. Yeah, but I just I don't like that kind
0: of stuff. So it makes sense. It makes sense. This year makes a lot of sense.
2: Yeah, you, I told you this the other day too. When we were walking, I was like, "Yo, this year it's about not making money, but like spending money, like putting it into like proper." Reinvesting. 100%. 100%. Yeah.
1: That. If that's houses, it's houses. If it's
2: yeah. if it's property, it's property. If it's software, it's still an asset. Yeah, like, yeah. You got offered a million dollars. I got offered two hundred k dollars. I don't know why. Yeah, it's not
1: quick. It's not quick money anymore. It's yeah. It's building these long term, you know, sustainable, and that's, I, yeah, that's kind of what everyone eventually, I think, gets into. And this, and this whole time, we've been saying like, we got out of e commerce because it wasn't long term sustainable. I don't, I don't believe that. I think that like everyone watching that is doing dropshipping and they love it. They're there is a long-term aspect to that. I mean, you can build like a really, really our nice clients. brand and run that thing up, like, or yeah. you can just, you can get really good at dropshipping and, you know, fulfill actually good products and, and fast shipping. Like that is a, a, a realistic like way to make money. And, it's, and we're not knocking that. It's just, personally, we saw a huge, huge issue in the e-commerce space. And yeah. that's why we, we went into fulfillment. Our
2: very first client is still our client He's drop dropshipping. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, Fulfill it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. He's been with us for a year plus now. Yeah. It's been good. I mean That's awesome. Yeah. That is that
1: is We help, point.
2: like we actually help. Like I hop on calls. Yeah, so I I mean, like, you like, yeah. do ads for people. Yeah I, was wow. like, yeah. yeah. I did for free too. I was like, yo, as long as you're killing it, I'm happy and then Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking sick.
0: I guess the last thing I wanna talk about in this podcast before we go, we talked a lot about your software, your journey. I think, you know, Sonny mentioned something and that's a perfect segue to what I'm about to ask now is like the mental side of it. The Mm -hmm. mindset side is, I'm assuming with e-commerce, you guys have obstacles all the time. You know, when you talk about ad accounts, payment processors, this, that, and even like your mental state being reflected by how your performance, or even now with software, you know, I know for a fact, every day you might just have like something on a little fire in your business that you gotta put out or whatever. Uh, What are some things you guys do to, you know, I guess, Push through that. Uh, how you look at obstacles, or just kind of dealing with obstacles and problems that come along your way, because I mean, it doesn't matter what level you're at. I feel like that's always something that's going to be there. So just even, I guess, understanding your guys' relationship with obstacles and how you deal with it.
1: Yeah, and um, man, when I first started this journey, I was like, I was rogue. I mean, I didn't. There's no self awareness going on. I was, I was money driven. I, you know, and a lot. I think a lot of people start that way, right? right. Like sometimes the fire under a lot of these people that get into e-commerce and dropshipping is literally just to make a lot of money. Like that's their one, you know, their one goal. And I got it in it. Like I fell into that. And I was, you know, I was chasing that shiny object and I was making good money. Um, but it was not like a sustainable way to live. And I don't know, we've talked a little bit about, you know, spirituality and meditation and you know taking care of your mind and body and whatnot. And, and that's when things, you know, really switched for me in business is when I started to, you know, read books about that stuff. And, and this is so another cliche, but like take those cold showers, like Wim Hof breathing, meditating, like really, really getting my mind. Right. Um, and that's, that's helped me a lot with these obstacles and, and whatnot that you, that you speak of. It's like, it doesn't matter. I was jumping from thing to thing. Always. I thought it was, the grass was always green. I was going to do this and I was going to do that. And I was gonna run this brand, this brand, that brand. And I've learned that, like, in any business and, you know, whatever you're doing, there are obstacles that you're going to have to get over. It's not going to be this clean ride to the top. Like, um, and really, really working on myself and, you know, my, you know, mentally and physically and whatnot has has helped a lot with how I deal with these obstacles and whatnot. Mm. Um, And it's just never going to go away hundred percent. Right. It's there to stay. I'm the complete opposite. Yeah. He, yeah. <laughs> Which is
2: know. funny that we're like, we get along so well. He well, does so cold like, showers. <laughs> I can't do cold showers. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck that. Nah. I don't know. For me, it was a little different. Um, I was always at the dealership. <laughs> yeah. That was my way of making money. Like, I would use points. I had so much points. I would go into... Mercedes, like remember when we bought a Range Rover and then yeah, I went in there, bought a Range Rover, shipped it out, made money or I think we canceled that one and then I got a check because they never issue you a refund, they always give you a check. I did that every month I would go and spend like 50k and use 50k worth of points and then that's how I got into e-commerce. (laughs) <laughs> i use my points <laughs> like, yeah.
1: you use your points on ads yeah. I didn't even know this, yeah. really.
2: really that's how i got into it yeah when i first did it i used to export dealership to dealership to dealership um i would call like my really really good friend i would be like yeah we got this like he'll be like yeah put a down payment on it and then i would put 10k 5k whatever i could and they give you a check back you go deposit that you pay off your visa you make those points wow that's how i got like saved up so, wow. worth it. so And then I got into e-commerce. My first store was good. Second store was good. Third store was good. The only store that I fucked up on was with him. (laughs) Our Our very first store store didn't work. It didn't, Uh, it was, it was a loss. Like not that much, but it was like five, 10 K. Wow. But yeah. Interesting. But yeah,
1: man, I mean, obstacles and, and all that stuff. It's everyone knows. Like I said it in the beginning of this, like this industry, you just have to be so resilient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, and it's really the people, the one thing that separates people that are successful in e-commerce and whatnot and people that aren't are like, how many times can you fail until you, you get that winning score? Right. <laughs> like literally, like
2: I, yeah. I remember our one store, those are drop shipping store and we had it up for like a year plus. I don't Maybe know you what know. you did. You probably put some good energy to my ad account or something, yeah. but that paid score was done. That ad account was restricted. That the BM was restricted, but the ads were active. Yeah. Oh. That shit was hitting like a three row every day for like a year. Wow. I was happy. Yeah, was he was ridiculous. happy and I don't know what he did. It was under you. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's <laughs> Everything was restricted and like that's an obstacle. Like we yeah. went through that.
0: No, no, no doubt, man. No, no doubt. we
1: just we got that's do that that goes back to like Facebook's finding out like merchant bosses are finding out that's this long shipping time and yeah we just got we got shut down so many times that somehow we tripped up Facebook's system yeah. and they kept you know putting us down we had fast shipping I mean, it was fine it's just you get people know I mean you can be doing you can be running a, the most legitimate business in the world Facebook's still gonna give you issues they're gonna right, shut you I down know. for no reason the guy we're talking to has an agency you know 60 60 stores under him or whatever businesses he his agency got shut down like you just never know um you know when they're going to come and come and yeah. take you out but yeah I man it's yeah. just it's res- it's resilience that's all it is it's just oh, no. it, it doesn't matter what you're doing what industry you're in you're going to have issues you're, you're going to run into problems and it's just how well can you work with people and communicate and you know overcome those
0: obstacles wow man it's it's, it's been awesome hearing your guys journey from e-commerce to what you guys are doing now seeing the problem you guys are solve, trying to solve in the market. And I think overall people that listen to this, you know, enjoyed this. I mean, if you guys are in the e-commerce industry, you're doing dropshipping and actually doing good, you know, good, good amount of orders a day, definitely hit up Fulfilling because like, like we say, you know, it solves a lot of problems that you might be facing. Right. Um, a reason that your payment processor might be shutting you down is because you're getting too many chargebacks because of the shipping. Same with Facebook or, you know, everything else that we talked about today. So if you guys are looking for that solution, I think these guys are the people. As you know, they're not someone that just are here for the money. They actually wanna improve their service, provide the best service they can, and they truly care. I've stayed them for a week and I've literally saw them. Like, you know, they're at a level, like a whole different level, but they are taking the time to hop on calls with clients to actually fulfill any problems or needs. And I think that's why it's so special and we yeah. got a
2: lot this week, too. Yeah.
0: And, and then I think that's yeah. why this week or, or in general, you guys want to succeed is because, um, you know, you guys do have a superior product and you always strive to make it better. And I think long term, that's going to pay off. So before we end this podcast, anything else you want to say, uh, you know, before we go? No. No? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I mean, a lot of your your listeners are they is it all over the board i mean are most of them starting out with dropshipping yeah so
0: even you know it could be agencies e-commerce but a lot of people entrepreneurs um most in the e-commerce industry or the marketing industry
1: gotcha i mean if you're doing um you know if you're just starting out i i'll just keep harping on it it is resilience like no one it didn't just get handed to anyone in this space whether it's a email agency a digital marketing agency you know, businesses or it's an e-commerce brand. It's not, it doesn't just come easy. Um, you know, listen to guys like, you know, Splash that have been in the game for a while that understand their their niche and they're willing to help other people. Um, mentors are huge. It, it, you know, I said it before, I was just kind of going rogue and I was, I think I would have saved a lot of time if I would have just invested into a really, really good mentor. I'm not gonna shout anyone out. I know there's a lot of, you know, buzz around the whole guru mentor thing, but you know, do your, do your own research, ask people, you know, look at their actual results. Do they actually care about their clients? You know, do your own research, find someone, get a mentor that's huge. Um, And don't be afraid to invest into yourself. Like everyone's afraid to lose money. You know, they'll go buy designer and all this stuff, to flex, you know, they're whatever, but they won't put, you know, $10,000 into into teams and systems and a software or whatever it is. It's just Mm -hmm. like,
2: what that hurt me <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. i'm triggered
1: it's different um but yeah i mean that that's it that's 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 all i gotta say really it's awesome, awesome. and surround yourself with good people like like-minded people that are that are um you know doing big things yeah
2: and for any existing entrepreneurs out there um reach out Talk to us. Yeah, talk to us about you're
1: <laughs> If you're interested, you can hit us up. No doubt. Um,
0: awesome. Yeah. anyways, guys, thank you so much for watching the first video podcast for keeping it real. We're gonna be doing more of this. No, oh, this uh, is the first. This is the first video. Oh. Um yeah, to you. you know, it's gonna improve the quality. Um I just re I just am learning about, I guess, you know, just video, audio and everything, so it's gonna get better. And I'm probably gonna have these guys a year later them talking about their, you know, done software with yeah. everything that they're talking about added and just talking about how they've helped all these people. So it's it's an exciting time. You know, I think 2021 is going to be great. I hope it's going to be great for you. Thank you so much for watching and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye-bye. Peace. That is it for this episode of Keeping It Real, everybody. And if you guys did enjoy this episode, I just ask for a small favor and that is to share this with someone that you know would benefit from this podcast. As I really want to grow this community and this podcast through word of mouth, right? From you guys sharing it or telling someone to mess with this podcast or listening to this podcast or posting us on Instagram. And by the way, guys, if you do post us on Instagram, please use the hashtag. Hashtag, you know, uh, hashtag keeping it real, and tag me at SplashmanPB just so I can see it, just so I can, you know, stay connected with the family and interact with some of you guys. But yeah, like I said, if you guys want to keep in touch with me, my Instagram is at SplashmanPB. If you guys want to check out my YouTube, where I drop amazing content and amazing value as well. You know, just search my name, Rakesh Basnith, and my channel will appear. But anyways, guys, hope you guys enjoyed today's episode.